This is Comscope Crosstalk. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Mike Reardon. It seems like everything's an acronym these days. We're losing the art of conversation to shorthand abbreviations. And I'm not convinced we all know what we're saying to each other. I mean, for example, no one seems to know what IDK means. Ask anyone what IDK means. No one knows. In the ICT industry, we talk about IT, OT, IOT, IIOT, IOB, AI. It goes on and on. So today we're talking about connecting the DOTs of IOT. Our guest today is Andy Jimenez, Senior Director of Technology at Wesco. Welcome to the podcast, Andy. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Mike. Oh, it's great to have you here, Andy. I'd like our audience to get to know you a little bit as quickly as possible, and I find that something that resonates with people in getting to know each other is the subject of music, specifically people's taste in music. So with that in mind, what would you say is your favorite song or album, and why? Well, I'm going to date myself, obviously, here, but uh, I'm a a child of the 80s, and... Uh, I have a really strong connection to the music of that era. I think that was one of the greatest eras of music. Again, I'm I'm biased, but I think it was one of the greatest eras of music. But uh, if I were to look at uh, my top playlist in the 80s, I would say 1987 was a watermark year, I think, for for music. Uh, for me, my two favorite albums was uh, were uh, U2, The Joshua Tree, a lot of great songs on that. And the other one was uh, New Order substance it was more of a a compilation album but i don't think there's a bad track on that particular album so you know again both were released in 1987 but uh yeah i think i wore out my cd player at the time with uh how many uh plays i had on both albums there but uh you know probably top songs from u2 joshua tree with or without you your great track uh you, you know the substance album lots of great tracks like i mentioned but uh yeah, I'd say Bizarre Love Triangle, I think, is probably the top song on that uh, particular album. But yeah, look back on that era with uh, with great fondness. And I think those were probably the two top uh, uh, you know, albums and songs uh, th- that I had. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a great era, wasn't it? So you're leading Wesco's innovation team. Yeah. Obviously, you, you see a lot of tip of the spear type of stuff, right? So what's what's top of mind for you these days? I mean, last couple of years, what what are you seeing a lot of? What's top of mind? Yeah, I would say over the last you know three to five years, I've been working um, in really advancing our IoT initiative. So you know, the Internet of Things. Uh, I kind of like to use the classic definition. Um, I did a presentation at Bixie back in 2018 when I was still really getting into the IoT market, and I, I like to reflect on you know, the standards-based definition. And I thought IEEE had a really good you know, definition of IoT. It's it's basically, uh, can be defined as a world of interconnected things. So these things do various functions. Uh, they can be sensor devices that collect telemetry data. They can be actuators that actually do some sort of function. Uh, but they have a couple characteristics. First, they're they're connected to the network in some form or fashion. Uh, that could be through traditional serial-based you know, communications protocols or through the Ethernet protocol. But they tend to have some level of intelligence built into those things, those devices. So they act pretty autonomously uh, across whatever network you deploy them in. But really, the, the, the Internet of Things is really that collection of devices operating across uh, an interconnected world. And I think that's it's kind of the base definition. So I really spent the last three to five years really trying to understand, you know, at, at, at a very simple level, what are those things? 
you know, what are the different use cases that these things can enable and how could that make you know a customer's application environment better? So, so I think those are kind of the uh, the key characteristics and and of uh, you know the development path that I've been on over the last couple of years. And I hear a lot about IoT. That's obviously a big one that we're all hearing about. Oftentimes, I hear it associated with making buildings smarter. So, speaking of IoT and smart buildings, as they call it, especially as a concept, what does that mean within the context of delivering an intelligent building design? Yeah, it's a great question. I, th- I think from an intelligent you know, building perspective, it's really all about the use cases and outcomes you want to deliver to your facility's operations. And uh, I-, I would say, for the most part, there- there's a couple of use cases that we see the most uh, when-, when speaking with customers. I think first and foremost is, is energy management. Uh, if you look at uh, the power budget you know, for, for a building, um, there's a lot of devices that consume a lot of energy, but your HVAC systems, your lighting systems, you'll probably consume 50%. And if you're talking about a data center operation, you've got HVAC, lighting, and then you've got your IT load. So if you can find better ways to manage the energy to, to operate more efficiently, I think these are uh, use cases that we're seeing. So what are the sensor devices? What are the data types that you need to do to basically control, you know, holistically all these, uh, you know, operational systems to make sure that they're, you know, operating at the highest efficiency? I think that's, you know, first and foremost, probably the top use case that we see uh, with other application use cases we're seeing is around health and safety. So how do you create a healthier environment, safer environments, and really, you know, provide for a better occupant experience for people that are coming you know, into the office and using your facilities. So there's a lot of use cases there. I think, um, you know, for us, I mentioned we had a security business that we uh, you know, stood up about 20, 25 years ago um, when I first started uh, at Annexer at the time. But, um, you know, securing your facilities through video surveillance is, is kind of the main thing, but we also have access control systems as well. But, you know, th- there's other new technologies that um, have come to the forefront uh, around, you know, safety and security. So from a, you know, safety perspective, uh, post-COVID, uh, we're seeing a lot of different uh, use cases around things like indoor air quality. I mean, things that I would have never thought of before in a pre-COVID world. I think it's become very important um, in a post-COVID world that we ensure that our facilities have really good, clean, breathable air. So, so I think that's one of the health and safety use cases that are really coming to the forefront. Um, so I, I would say a third use case that we see a lot now. So uh, I mentioned energy management, health and safety. I think the third use case is really around you know, space optimization. So how are facilities being utilized and are they being utilized at its most efficient way? Like, for instance, our conference rooms, you know, desk orientation, things like that within an office space being used at our maximum utility. Um, so using things like video analytics to do things like people counting, uh, I think is something we're seeing more and more of uh, within commercial facilities. And uh, also uh, around the world, we're seeing various return to office you know, initiatives. So really understanding as a portfolio manager of buildings or a facilities manager, how these facilities are being utilized uh, really helps with these more data-driven decisions. So you're not just kind of uh, putting your thumb in the air and kind of just guessing or estimating how uh, facilities are being used. You actually have, you know, tangible data that you can refer to that really shows your know, occupancy and how, you know, buildings are being utilized, um, you know, in, in a given area or a given space. Um, so the space optimization analytics is probably, uh, you know, kind of the third use case. But to me, it all starts with the use cases. 
you know, these, you know, IoT projects, smart building projects, you know, tend to get complex, but, you know, you have to have a really well-defined use case before you even start. You know, sometimes I feel like we get caught up in technology for these, for technology's sake alone, rather than the applications and the problems they're solving. You know, oftentimes when I hear about IoT, I hear about smart buildings, I think of increasing complexity, right? Tell me a little bit about what you're doing or what your team is doing to help overcome some of the complexities, helping your customers achieve success and not get caught up in the complex too much and and end up with complete failure in their project. Yeah, you bring up some good points. I think um, you know. Again, uh, I've been on this this IoT journey, um, you know, since 2018, and, and we see a lot of projects never get out of the pilot stage. And you know, I think fundamentally, you have to have uh, again well-defined use cases. And what I mean by that, it's not just like a broad energy management. Okay, I want to save energy. I have to meet some sort of ESG goal. Uh, they have to be very uh, deliberate, prescriptive, and well-defined. So, for instance, uh, energy management, a good well-defined goal is, okay, I have a baseline of performance in my building. I want to cut energy consumption by 30%. You know, to me, that's a well-defined use case. So, once you've defined that, then I, then I think uh, you can architect the right technology to be able to get you to that point. So, you know, what are the right sensors to deploy to ensure that I'm measuring correctly what are the type of controls that I need to ensure that uh, I'm maximizing, again, the energy efficiency of my system? I think these are things that you really have to, to really well-define before you undertake you know, any project. So to me, well-defined use cases with well-defined outcomes and goals will lead to the right you know, technology choices. I mean, it's easier said than done. So, so I think what Wesco is really trying to do is take a step back and uh, really navigate the process our customers. So we have, you know, things like IoT advisory services. So working with, uh, you know, different, you know, customers and uh, different engagements, uh, really, again, trying to architect the best solution possible for what they're trying to do in their facilities and, and really go through the entire journey. So, you know, looking at the scope and, you know, defining the use cases, the outcomes, the vendor ecosystem, and then the execution, because it's one thing, uh, you know, I manage our lab downstairs, we have our innovation center here uh, in our Glenview facility on the first floor. And, you know, I, I think uh, we have a facility here that we can you know, demo the products, but, you know, how do you do this at scale, I think is the other question. So that's the other thing that our IoT advisory services can help out with. It's one thing to do it on a short-term pilot or, a, a, you know, kind of more of a smaller scale pilot, but how do you do this? you know, across a 10,000, 100,000 square foot building. And I think that's part of the journey that we can certainly take our customers on. But I think it's important to, again, at the front end, to, to really plan you know, what you're trying to do from a use case perspective, uh, define your goals, and then really just have that journey map uh, really well-defined. And I, I think Wesco, uh, you know, credit to the team here that uh, you know, we've been able to you know, put together the right resources, I think, to be able to, to navigate, uh, you know, these complex issues like you had pointed out. Uh, complex project issues, uh, you know, with a customer and really take them across that entire journey map. Well, what are some of the more common challenges that people face, especially designers? What are the most common challenges that designers face in delivering IoT projects? And and how do you solve some of those challenges? Yeah, you know, I, I think I, I kind of mentioned it is, is just the sheer scale. I think if you um, read all the statistics, I mean, you're talking tens of billions of connected devices, you know, on on the internet or the network. So you have this notion um, of what what they call hyperconnectivity. I think that's that's a term that uh, I know the Comscope folks have used a lot. But 
uh, hyperconnectivity, uh, how do you manage the number of devices that are connecting to the network is a, is a huge challenge. So once you connect to these devices, you know, what is the correct you know, infrastructure that I need to deploy to ensure that I can you know, connect uh, to those devices appropriately? What are the power requirements for those devices? So, and again, everything is done at, at uh, a, a large scale here. So, so the connectivity issues um, you know, are kind of the, the first thing, but also from a management perspective, uh, you know, how do you manage these devices? So you know, what kind of uh, system, overarching system are you using to, to manage uh, devices you know, across a large scale network? Uh, is this an on-premise server? Is it a cloud server? You know, how are these devices and the data from these devices you know, being managed and analyzed? So, so that's kind of the other challenge. And the, I'd say the third challenge that, that, that often gets overlooked is as you start connecting more and more devices onto the network, uh, how do you secure those devices? Yeah, I think uh, we both work in the uh, the IT world, the data center world, and uh, if you look at a lot of the, the you know appliances that connect uh, within a corporate network or a data center, I'd say the cybersecurity measures are pretty well established. I think you know for the most part, but as we start getting to uh, some of these operational technology sensor devices, you know, different actuator devices, different temperature or humidity sensor devices, uh, they may or may not have the cybersecurity measures needed to properly secure. Uh, that device from a cyber attack. So, you know, I think the the, the cyber component of of IoT is something that uh, you know needs some changing, and I think it often gets overlooked. But you know, again, there's there's a lot of challenges. But I'd say hyperconnectivity is one of the big things that we're seeing out there um, as far as a principal challenge. So obviously, this is a this is a big topic, and people aren't going to be able to get everything they need from a, a simple podcast. Um, how can people learn more about this topic? Yeah, I mentioned earlier Wesco IoT Advisory Services. This is this is a service that we uh, you know, offer our customers as they go on this IoT journey. But uh, I would just you know first step for me as a, as a Wesco person uh, talking to a customer is, is look at our you know, website. Just go to wesco.com. We have a lot of good resources and information there, uh, and also give us a follow on LinkedIn as well. Uh, we we post a lot of. You know, industry activities. Uh, we're, we're involved in a lot of different things across, you know, all our three business units. So, so as far as information and you know, supplier information, market information, um, you know, there's a lot of things that are being posted on the Wesco, you know, LinkedIn you know, site. So, I'd also encourage folks to to look at that as well. Well, I feel like we're just scratching the surface on this topic, but but you've done a great job of of really a big broad brush, but but digging in uh, enough to to give people some ideas on where to begin and and where to go from here. So, Andy, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk through this with us today. Yeah, I enjoyed it, Mike. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And thank you for joining us. For more information, go to wesco.com. Send comments and questions about this podcast to Comscope Crosstalk at Comscope.com. My name is Mike Reardon, and this has been Comscope Crosstalk.